listening to The New Mamas Podcast, a Just Chatting episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Just Chatting is an episode series where I am literally just chatting, unscripted, just fun. Sometimes I have guests, sometimes I don't. But otherwise, it's meant to be just you and me, as if I'm leaving you a long voice note. You know you love those from your besties, and this is kind of like that. If you're new to the podcast, my name is Lena. I am a working mom. I have two kids. I'm currently on maternity leave. My son is three and a half and my daughter is nine weeks old. And I'm talking to you from sunny and snowy New Jersey. So welcome, welcome. If you're new to the podcast, then I'm so happy that you're here. I'm recording this on Valentine's Day. It is a Valentine's-themed episode. It's what we love about motherhood and marriage. And now I use the term marriage loosely. You know, I really mean like partnership. I know a lot of people aren't married and really, I mean, I feel like I know more people that are not married, but who are more married than married people, if you catch my drift. So it's it just means partnership, someone that you love. But I feel like the, you know motherhood marriage like the two m's it sounds good together so that's why i titled the episode this way and listen i know that we all love a cathartic moan session where we complain about motherhood and how hard it is because it is hard and it is cathartic to complain to your besties like i can think of nothing more cathartic than when i'm having a bad day and i you know, drop into the mom group chat and I'm like, does anyone else feel like they're going to freaking lose it today? And then three other moms chime in and say, yes, girl, we do. So listen, I know we all love that. But today's episode is what we love about motherhood and marriage. So I'm going to talk about what I love about motherhood and marriage. And then I also have some listener feedback as well. And I could just have to say that I loved receiving these and reading all of your like things that you guys love. And it was just really nice to, it, it was, it filled my day with joy, which is what I hope this episode does for you too. And if you want to contribute to a future just chatting episode where I do poll my audience, follow me on Instagram at Lena Forstel. That's L I N A F O R R E S T A L. Give me a follow, drop in my DMs, say hello, love to hear from you. So yeah, let's get right into the episode. So what do I love about motherhood? I mean, gosh, I feel like a million things drift through my mind because I really have loved this stage of life so much, even though, of course, it's been filled with so much hardship and heartache. And of of course, it's been really hard, but I can't ignore the joy that it's also brought to like one of the things like right off the bat, just speaking from the heart. I love the transformation that it's given me. I feel like I've really transformed as a human being. I've really leveled up in so many ways after becoming a mom, partially out of my choice to want to level up and get better and get things under control. For example, my mental health. I went to therapy and I am on medication now for my anxiety and then depression which is like very closely related in some, in, in at least in my case, but I'm on medication for that. And I don't think I would have ever gone on medication unless I had become a mom. And being on medication has, 
it's almost like the way I like to describe it is I can just see color now versus when I was in my, you know, anxiety, depression, you know, spiral and like having really big outbursts and not being able to handle stress and getting really triggered and maybe not being the best partner I could be because I would just snap and get triggered. Like, I I feel like being on medication has just been, it's given me so much more light and I've become such a better, I feel like I've been a, become a better human being on it, truthfully. And I can just attribute that all to motherhood. Motherhood forces you to be better. Like, it's just forced me to be better. And I, yeah, I have my kids to thank for that. I've also loved the friendship that it's given me. So on one hand, I feel like becoming a mom has kind of isolated me in a way that I feel like I'm not as close to a lot of my other friends that I've had in my 20s, which is sad. We've just like drifted apart. But what I've loved is that it's opened up this whole new world to friendship. Because now, I don't know, if there's like a gal that, you know, I feel like we've all been there. We're like, oh, this girl would be so fun to be friends with. But like, I literally don't even know how to make the intro or how to ask her how to hang out. But now I feel like if there's a, a mom like at the park and she looks really cool to hang out with, it's and our kids are playing. Like, I feel like it's just, it, just easier to be like, hey, do you want to like swap numbers? Like, um, maybe we can have a play date sometime or like I found this cool new restaurant or whatever. Like, I feel like it's just so much easier to make friends when you're a mom because, well, I paused because I'm like, it's harder, but it's easier. It's a complicated subject for sure. But I feel like in general, I've never had more meaningful relationships in my life now than I have now. And I feel like even though it's only been three and a half years, I've made some friendships that are just really deep and long. I feel like are going to be long lasting because we almost have this like and I want to use this term loosely, but we've kind of trauma bonded over motherhood because it is hard, right? It's hard whether you're, you're you are a working mom or a stay-at-home mom, and there's just a lot to talk about. Like even if you're with a mom that you don't really have much in common with, you do because you're both moms and you've gone through similar experiences. So I have loved that about motherhood that it's opened up this whole new world of friendship and I've met some really cool people through it. So love that. I also love how motherhood has given me the opportunity to be a kid again. Like I, I feel like John and I, like my husband and I have always kind of been like big kids. Like we both love video games. We both love like kid movies. Like we just like kid stuff. Like, I don't know if it's because I don't know. We, I think we love like the innocence of being a child and like childlike things and and not in a weird way. I think I feel like some of you know what I mean, but I feel like it's just given me the opportunity to be a kid again and experience like have an excuse to like go to the aquarium. I know you don't need an excuse to go to the aquarium, but like like I like going to the aquarium and I like going to museums and I like colorful and fun and I like kid. I do love I love kid movies. Archie doesn't really like movies. So that has been kind of a bummer, but like, I feel like eventually he will like movies and that will be really fun for me. So I do love that. I don't love the kid music so much, but I do love kid like things. 
So I feel like it's giving me an opportunity to be a kid again. And then this is kind of like a loose one, but um, last one before I get into what you guys said that you guys love being about being a mom is I, I feel like my kids just really inspire me. Like I have felt this like rejuvenation and of like creativity and I just feel really inspired to be successful because of my kids. I guess purpose, like I'm thinking of the word purpose. Like I feel like they've given me a new sense of purpose in my life. I don't know. I I feel like if I didn't have kids, I feel like I would be, I I would feel a little bit lost. And I'm sorry if I'm tripping over my words. I just, I think when I say these things, I feel like I'm going to have like people come at me being like, you don't have to have kids to be purpose and you don't have to have kids for what and i'm like okay i get it like that's not i'm just speaking to my experience my experience is that i feel like having kids has given me this rejuvenated sense of life and purpose that i wouldn't trade for anything even on its hardest day okay so let's get into what you all said that you loved about being a mom so the first person said Those random hugs out of nowhere, particularly when I'm having a crappy day. Yeah, I can identify with that so much. Archie will randomly be like, Mommy, you look beautiful. Or, Mommy, I love you. And that to me is like drugs. I feel that like crazy dopamine hit when he says stuff like that. And maybe that says something to me, too, that I really like verbal affirmation or verbal like confirmation, whatever it is. Like maybe my love language is words. Okay, someone else said, watching my son experience everything for the first time. Yeah, that's cool. Like there's definitely a magic to taking your kid somewhere new. Like over the summer, we took Archie down to my parents' house in Florida And they have like a splash pad in their like apartment complex. And it was just really cute to see Archie just like have such a great time. Oh, or go-karts. He loved the go-karts, like taking him go-karting for the first time and him being able to drive his own go-kart. Oh man, the sense of pride. Watching my son, my three-year-old drive a go-kart like really well. Hello. Love it. Like I can't wait. I feel like I have a, I have a lifetime now of him doing things for the first time, and I could not be more excited. Another mama wrote, watching a human grow, how one day she can't do something and the next day she can do it. Yeah, what a feeling. Again, I'm using Archie so much because like he's just, he's three, but having watching him write, like him hold a pencil correctly and write his name. Wow. Like, this again that sense of pride and like the excitement like he couldn't do that just a few months ago um or even evie my youngest now my nine week old watching her smile like oh there's no better feeling oh my god yeah i just like i just grin ear to ear thinking about her smiling because you know as newborns things they're doing everything for the first time and the little things like cooing and like them talking right loosely talking just like making noises and smiling is just such a great feeling and I feel like it gets better the second time because the first time you don't it's not I just didn't know what to expect half the time so for me it was like why aren't you talking yet and R2 was like six months old (laughs) um but like 
with Evie. I don't know. It's like this other sense of like, I don't know. I'm just excited. Another mom I wrote, my kids. They're so special and I just can't believe I get to love on them every day. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. And it kind of goes to what I was saying in the beginning of the episode where I just feel this like sense of purpose and passion um, rejuvenated when I became a mom. Another mama wrote, being into all the kid things, Pokemon, Sonic, etc. And being cool to my son. Oh, man, I like had this conversation with John the other day where I was like, I really hope Archie's a nerd because I am a super nerd. Like, I hope he's into Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings and like all that stuff, like Game of Thrones. Like we will be super besties. Like I will dress up and go to Comic-Con with you. I'll do whatever you want to do. Like I'll collect Pokemon cards. I only know the first 150, but like I'm happy to learn the rest of them, however many we're at now. Yeah, I I agree. I I love being into all the kids stuff too. Another mama wrote, watching her learn and grow. She just started signing thank you unprompted without me asking. Wow. Hello, mama. That's amazing. I didn't teach Archie any signs. I know that's something that you can do so that you can communicate better. And I'm going to try with Evie to see if I can like get her to sign and stuff. I think that'd be great. Hot take. I wish that they made sign language mandatory in schools. I think it's a skill everyone should learn. And I, uh, I wish they taught that. I wish they taught that as a language. I wish it was mandatory. I think it would be really great. Another mama wrote, feeling such unconditional love. There really is no love like this, not even a partner's. Yeah, I'm sorry to say, but like definitely the love you feel for your child is insane. And I think that's also like, well, at least for me, where my postpartum anxiety came from of like, I just don't know what I would do if I lost this little creature. I think what people say, like it's your child is like your living heart beating outside of your chest. Oh, yeah. Wow. Like I could... I could definitely like get misty talking about this, but like the love is insane. It, there's no other way to put it. I, I wish this feeling for everybody because it's such an amazing feeling, this deep love. I love it. Thank you for writing in mama. Another mom wrote the way they look back at you. Yeah. Especially when they're newborns, obviously like when they're toddlers too, but like, when they're newborns and they're just like, like Evie will like be drinking milk out of my boob and just stare at me. And we have like a staring contest. I always try to look back when she's like looking at me and she's not like falling asleep on the boob like she is most of the time. And I just oh, staring deeply into her eyes. It's like you're like this magical little creature, this little baby. Like they're looking at you. Yeah, they, they look at you with such love. Like they don't. It, it's just it's fascinating. I love it, too. Another mama wrote experiencing all the firsts from a tiny human you created oh yep another mama wrote the hugs cuddles smiles and sweet laughs yeah i mean it's funny when you're an adult you can like fake laugh or others can like fake laugh at you and you don't really know if they're like fake laughing or if they're real really laughing i mean i guess sometimes you do but like when I laugh, I make when I really laugh, I make no noise. Like I'm like a, one of those like silent laughers. Like I like open my mouth, but like nothing's coming out. But like with a kid, when like a kid finds you funny, like when a baby or a toddler finds you funny. Wow. 
again, talk about that dopamine surge. It's the best feeling in the world. Another mama wrote, being able to give them all the love and compassion I missed out on as a kid. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that is a deep one, right? Like having a child is an opportunity to reparent yourself, right? And to like be a parent to your inner child. It's something that I'm really working on actively right now. You know, like I I recognize that when our parents were parents, they didn't have all the resources and education that we have of like, you know, yelling at your kids isn't going to make them stop doing something or make them do something right. Or it's just stuff like that. Like, you know, we have so many more resources to teach communication better and to be able to manage our emotions to help them manage their emotions. I just, I feel like I'm doing a lot of things that I wish that my parents had the resources to give me, you know? So yeah, I just like love, and I'm, I'm not talking smack. My mom's always like, you're talking smack about me on your podcast. And it's like, no, I'm not mom. I'm just saying that the way we used to parent in the 80s and 90s is just so different than we have today. We just have a lot more research. We have a lot more, like, you know what I mean? We just have a lot more, a lot more resources. We have the internet. Like, we can Google how to, like, my child is having outbursts or my kid won't eat dinner. Like, you know, that was something that John and I went through recently with, like, Archie just, like, sitting at the table and, like, not eating. And we're like, Whoa. and it would kind of make us lose our minds a little bit of like what the heck and it would like be triggering like we would feel disrespected or like he's wasting food which means he's wasting money which means you know we really had to like kind of talk to ourselves and say like we just cannot get emotionally invested in whether he eats or not because it's the age he it's you know, it's just, it's a phase, it's an age, and we just cannot get upset because what is that going to do? You know, it's just going to be traumatic for everybody involved if we make him sit there and eat everything when he doesn't want to eat and he's screaming and crying and like, we're screaming, we're crying and we're screaming. Like, it would just, nobody wins in a situation like that. Even though it feels like sometimes you want to like have this tug of war with your kid a little bit of like, I win, like a winning, like, I want to win. Or like, we're not going to let you win. And it's just like, not about that at all. So yes, it's a, it's a work. We're all works in progress, but like, yeah, exactly. Like being able to like, give them all the love and compassion that you might've missed out on as a kid, or you wish your parents did a little better. Um, yeah, I, I agree. That is one of the best parts of motherhood. I feel like motherhood can be really healing because of that. So let's move on to talk about marriage or partnership, you know, regardless. It's just marriage is more of a concept. I mean, more of like marriage as in like we are doing life together versus like you had a wedding and you're signing paperwork and all that because I just, I don't know. It's not that I don't think any of that means anything. I just feel like marriage is a choice that you make like together and no paperwork or wedding, big, big, expensive wedding will like make you be more or less married. You know what I mean? All right. Now that that's out of the way, let's talk about what I love about being married. So John and I, John is my husband for all of you listening. John and I met on Tinder 
it was one summer. It was like in the beginning of the summer. I think it was May or April, late, late April. I think it was May. I just got out of a relationship that was less than great. And I was like, you know what? I don't want anything serious. I just want someone cute and fun to hang out with on the summer, like in the summer, like kind of like a summer fling, but like long term and semi exclusive. Like I did kind of want to see other people, but I also wanted to have a long term fling. And I was also okay if that person, the other person that I entered into a partnership ish with also saw other people. So I kind of wanted an open relationship. I just wanted it to be like no stress and fun, but also have like a sense of companionship because I just got out of that long relationship. So I just didn't want to take life too seriously. Anyway, flash forward. I swiped on this guy. He had a really compelling bio on Tinder. He was a PhD. He loved dogs and long drives and music. And so he gave a sense of being like creative, but kind of serious, but also not like a sports bro, which was very common in Boston. Like every guy I feel like in the Boston area was like into the Bruins and into the Pats and like Sundays are for football and like golfing and i just like was not into that like you know i was like a grown-up punk kid who just really wanted someone to have adventures with and kind of be like childlike you know and like funny and goofy and laugh like that's all i wanted and it's funny so john's john wrote this big long thing of like if you like long drives um i'm the one for you or something like that and he also wrote not looking for a hookup looking for someone to actually get to know And that really drew me in of like, okay, this person is like semi-serious too. So let me swipe right. I will caveat that I did not know what he looked like. He didn't have any good pictures. Like every picture he had of himself was like either like to decide or back like his back or it was like really blurry. There was a picture of his dog. So I don't know. I just like took a chance. You know, it's Tinder. You're swiping right on whatever because you're like, I can just choose not to talk to this person. Even if I swipe right, it's like not that serious. Anyway, he messaged me, messages me back almost immediately and we get to talking. I wonder if I have any screenshots of our early conversation. I would love to have that. But yeah, we, I, it was so, it's so weird. Like the first time I met him. So we talked for a good two weeks before we actually got together in person. And the first time I saw him, I was I hopped into his car, actually, because he was like parking his car. And I just hopped in and I looked at him and I was like, oh, this could this is my husband. Like it was the weirdest feeling. So like love at like first sight was really a thing. And that's not to say we didn't have our problems and issues. We definitely did. Like we definitely didn't have like I don't know. Our relationship was like somewhat tumultuous and at times unhealthy, (laughs) but like we made it through. Like, I think our love for each other was like, and our attraction for each other was deeper than anything. And obviously like we're in a solid place now, but yeah, marriage. Anyway, what I love. Oh yeah. Wow. Sorry for this big, long tangent. Um, what I love about marriage and partnership with John is that I love how he has supported me in like any crazy activities or hobbies I wanted to do. Like he never made me feel stupid. So like when I wanted to start a blog back in 2015, 2016, when I wanted to start blogging, he was 
right there with me helping me make my website for the first time. He was designing my logo. He I was I bought a camera. He supported me in buying buying my first camera. He supported me in like learning photography. He would always pose for me, be my like my model. He would um you know, when I when my blog was kind of like doing well and we were moving overseas for him to pursue his PhD, um, I wanted to get into YouTubing and he became my videographer and we learned video together and he just never made me feel like I was less than or that I couldn't do something. He always challenged me to not take the easy way out, which I really appreciate. Like, for example, for learning photography in the beginning, I was so intimidated that I just wanted to leave the camera on auto and just take pictures. And he was like, no, you bought this camera so you could learn photography, put it on manual and learn like your exposure triangle. So he really pushed me to not take the easy way out and to just be a better and more patient learner. And that I feel like is a sign of a really great partner, someone that really supports your little hopes and dreams, especially if they're not like money makers. You know, it's not like I was like, I want to I want to be a lawyer and like, which is fine. Again, of course, if you want, if I wanted to be a lawyer and he supported me like that's great, too. But the fact that he was encouraging me to like do something outside of spending time with him, for example, like he was just always so supportive. I love that John has never made me feel bad about my body. I, 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 uh, a lot of people know, maybe some people know, I don't know, whatever. Um, I had an eating disorder when I was in high school. It started when I was like 13, 14 years old. I wrote about it extensively on my blog. I'll see if I can link my blog post, um, in the show notes, but yeah, it started when I was like, really young 13 14 and um lasted and it got really bad when i was 17 18 i weighed 93 pounds 92 pounds i think i remember stepping on the scale and seeing 90 seeing the, the the number is 92 and just thinking wow i made it and what's funny is like even at my skinniest i was not happy and i feel like that's the whole and i thought i was fat i hate to use that word but like I thought I was, I had extreme body dysmorphia um, and it took years, took a decade or more to uh, heal from. And I don't think anyone's ever really truly healed out of an eating disorder. Like in my early twenties, it turned into orthorexia, this obsessive compulsiveness with exercise and nutrition. And I was really deep into the CrossFit life, eating whole 30, all that stuff. But Dating John really, really healed me because he just never made me feel any sort of way about my body. Like he never, I mean, even I guess sometimes like this is not good, not good. Like it's not that he doesn't compliment me, but he never like, I don't know, I could wear like a a really nice dress or I could wear my pajamas and he just like would make no comments. Sometimes, of course, he'd be like, oh, my God, you look so beautiful or you look so good or you look really cute. And he's learned to like share like because I do like to be told that I look good. I like to be told that I look cute. So he's like over time has done that. But like, I think the fact that he's never made me feel a certain way about my body or how I look was just a really healthy match for me, given my eating disorder history. And of course, like in motherhood where your body is like yo-yoing, at least my body yo-yoed. 
my body fluctuated like i was you know heavier and then i was thinner and then now i'm heavier again and now i don't know where my body's gonna go like into this journey of mine like so i'm not really paying attention i'm just eating to eat because i love to eat and i'm breastfeeding but i love that he's never made me feel a certain way about my body or my appearance so i really appreciate that like i've asked him i'm like do you like me better blonde or brunette he's like i don't really care like do you like my hair long or short he's like i don't really care like okay i love that because i'm doing it for me which is nice the other thing that i love about our marriage in particular is that john's able to like if i'm sharing something with him that i wish that he could do better or if we're having a fight or something he could he can say sorry i i really love someone that can say sorry and i've also learned to be able to say sorry which is good. I never, it's not that I never said sorry. I think I just didn't really grow up in a house that said sorry. So um, I love that John does that. He can apologize. And he's also very open-minded to therapy. Like we've done couples therapy on and off over the years. And that's so healthy. And I just love that. I love that about him. I love that he's open. I feel like that's what makes a marriage last is someone who's open-minded and supportive at least for me, my, my marriage lasts. I'm not going to speak for everyone's marriage, but like, I love that he's supportive and um, patient with me and he can say that he can say sorry and he's never made me feel bad about my appearance. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I love about our marriage. I'm sure there, I'm sure there's a lot of other things that I love. Oh, you know what else I love? And this is kind of intersects with motherhood is I love how he nurtures Archie's interests, even though it like drives me crazy sometimes. For example, like Archie's really into space right now. John has purchased every single kid's space book ever. He has researched every single show. Him and his dad bought a microscope or not microscope. Sorry, a telescope. He's, he's, he's bought a microscope also, but he bought a telescope, a nice one for Archie. Archie's three and a half. But like, I just love how he encourages learning and intellect, like being intellectual and creative thinking and like critical thinking. I like love that about John so much because I was also raised in a household that was encouraged intellectual thinking, art, creativity, learning. Like I just, so I really, that, that makes me feel at home. Like being with a partner who values the same things I do. And I love that, like, you know, and again, this is just us. Like we are not a sports, we're not a sports kind of household. And I just love that. Like, I don't know how I would be with, if like my partner, like really wanted Archie to like get into baseball or get into football or play soccer. Like, it's just not like, I just don't care about that stuff. I'd much rather Archie learn how to read you know, and like read really well and learn how to write. And that's just, those are my core values. So yeah, um, I love that about my relationship with John. Now let's read what you all love about marriage and partnership. One mama wrote, knowing we've got each other's back through thick and thin. Yeah, I, I can identify with that. That's one of my core values is like really we're in this together. We will figure this out. Like when I got a bill, a hospital bill for $23,000 from Evie's birth, it turns out that Evie, like the, 
the the hospital ran it by my insurance before EV was on my plan and covered. So then they just billed me for twenty three thousand dollars. That's two three zero zero zero. When I sent that to John, I was like, oh, my God, I don't know what we're going to do. Like, I'm going to fight this, obviously, but like this is going to be our entire savings. John was his only words were, holy crap, we'll figure it out. Don't worry. And I was I don't know. It was just like, what a great what a great part. Like, that's thick and thin right there. Right. <laughs> um, OK, another mama wrote having a partner 24 seven, no matter what. Another mama wrote doing life and adventures with my best friend i do love i do love like doing life and adventures best friend so i have this is my hot take i do love i love it when couples if couples have found their best friend i guess like i guess john's kind of john's my best friend i don't know like what am i thinking too deeply like maybe i just like attribute best friend to like a female relationship um and I also like have challenges with the word best friend. I feel like the word best friend, I think guys, I think I'm thinking too deeply about it, but okay. My point is, I think a lot of people say like, you should marry your best friend. And like, yes, while I think that's true, I also feel like, I think it was Esther Perel that like was talking and, and Esther Perel is like a relation, famous relationship therapist. She talked about how like, at least in Western culture, we place, we give our partners like too many responsibilities and roles to play. Like they're not only meant to be our husbands or, but they're, or wives, but they're also meant to be our best friends. And sometimes like those roles, it's okay if that person's not necessarily your best friend, but like just your husband and that you find like your best friend is someone else. Does that make any sense? Like it's like that person, that one person is expected to be everything to you. And it's really hard for one person to fulfill all those roles. Like, I'm kind of a believer. Like, that's why I love and I find so much importance in, like, female friendships. And I really try to nurture that, like, to the best of my ability. I love having female friends. Um, They're really important to me because I just feel like they play another role in your life. Like, I was talking to my um, doula, Katie, and we were talking about how, like, we want to go away either by ourselves or with like a girl girls group like a girlfriends it's not that we don't want to spend time with our partners but just like i don't know girlfriends like rejuvenate at least girlfriends rejuvenate me in a whole other way than like spending time with my husband i don't know that's a hot take but yes i love of course like i love that term i love couples and john is like the way I described john and i when we were dating in the beginning was like i was having sleepovers with like my best friend because like he also liked to stay up late and play video games and we still do that which is so fun so maybe john is my best friend it's not that i'm saying he's not it's just i'm not i don't want to apply that pressure to him because i think you know what i mean guys am i making any sense okay let's move on another mama wrote complete trust in one another being weird together guessing our farts I don't know what guessing our farts means because like I just don't know what that means but it's funny but I like love the being weird together and the complete trust in one another trust is such like a big part of a relationship and I'll be 100% transparent it's not something that like we John and I had in the beginning like John was not trusting of me 
And it's not that I did anything. I didn't do anything to not have that trust. It's it was all about his insecurities that like led to him in not trusting me. It probably also could be because I was like a party girl when he met me. Like I was definitely like out at the club, like tearing it up. I was really cute. I'd wear all these tiny dresses. Like obviously, like I don't know. It's not that I wasn't like trustworthy, but I could see where some of the things that I was doing would make him feel insecure. So, but now, of course, now that we are evolved versions of ourselves almost 10 years ago, almost 10 years later. Oh my God, almost 10 years later. Oh my gosh. Have we been together for that long? I think it's going to be nine years this year. Wow. Okay. Anyway, um, I think nine years later, we have a lot of trust for each other. So that's really good. Another mama wrote, built-in best friend. Yep. Another mama wrote, having a husband who loves being a dad and shows up for us every day. Wow. I mean, that is like, that's beautiful. I love that. Being able to do life with my best friend every day. Yeah. Do life. Very similar to what another mama said. And then another person said, Getting to hang out and experience life with my best friend every day. So it seems like a lot of people view their marriages as like best friends. And I think that's really good. And now I'm like feeling self-conscious about what I said earlier about like best friends. It's guys, it's not that I'm not seeing John as my best friend. It's just that like, I think I'm just trying to challenge the word best friend. And like, does it have different meanings? What if it's in a heterosexual whatever a romantic relationship versus like a friendship like female best friend versus your husband best friend are they different are they the same do we mean the same things can we have a best friend that's a female and a best friend that's a husband i'm just i'm think i'm i think i'm thinking way too deeply about it but anyway um i love everybody who contributed thank you so much i hope you all have a great valentine's day we have nothing planned it is a wednesday and john's at work i'm here with evie my postpartum doula katie is here hanging out that's why i'm recording this episode otherwise i would not be able to do so um i sent archie to school with like um these cute little like snacky things for his classmates like we did like it's called love corn it's like a it's just like fried salty corn so i did like corn and then the welch's fruit pouches because john bought a box accidentally bought a box of like 90 of them at costco so i'm trying to get rid of them sorry guys i hate guys i hate fruit snacks okay somehow we always end up with them the kids love them i hate them i know they're terrible for you they're terrible for your teeth i'm such like a teeth like health person i get a little like crazy about it but anyway sorry guys i sent it to the school as like a treat I don't know it's better than it's better than chocolate no i think i had a dentist on and she said chocolate is actually actually better than any sort of fruit gummy because the gummies stick to your teeth and chocolate washes off fun fact anyway i want to thank everybody for listening hope you have a great valentine's day oh also my postpartum doula brought donuts thank you katie katie you brought a donut for me and i love you all right guys have a good one stay tuned next week for the next episode bye Thanks for joining us this week on the New Mamas Podcast. This podcast was created to help first-time moms everywhere navigate this new stage of life and talk about the honest and the raw moments in motherhood. 
I'm your host, Lena Forrestal. I'm a working mom by day and a blogger, photographer, and podcaster by mid-afternoon. And as a first-time mom myself, I'm on this journey with you. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. And if you did, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite listening platform. You can donate to the show at buymeacoffee.com slash newmamaspodcast. Stay in touch by following us on Instagram at newmamaspodcast and Lena Forrestal. Thanks again and stay tuned next week for the next episode. Bye.